Deuteronomy chapter 8 from verse. I will read it from 1. It's from 2, but I will read it from 1. So the title of the message again is While You Wait. While You Wait. So this is part 2. Deuteronomy 8. Let me read from verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your teach, to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you mm -hmm, and test you to know what was in your heart. Whether you will keep his commandment or not. We stop there. Whether you will keep his commandment or not. So he was leading you and he humbled you and test you for what? The whole thing is to know what was in your heart. What was in your heart. Actually, when you go into the book of John. John chapter, John chapter, chapter 2. 24 to 25. Jesus was talking, the Bible says that, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and <laughs> he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man, what was in man. And here as well, he said, well, to know what was in your heart, both, you know, the, the both scriptures is past tense. I want to bring something out there. Note that both scriptures use past tense. What was in your heart? What was in man? Before signs and wonders, what was in your heart? So, you know, I told us last time when they left Egypt, you know, the children of God, they left Egypt in glory. I mean, they left Egypt in, uh, uh, people line up the streets for them. I mean, uh, people take gold, take silver, just go, you know. And then the Sparrow himself was in anger and fear and trembling. You know, the Egyptians were scared about them because they saw the signs and wonders. So they left, to, I mean, you know, heroes. <laughs> the slaves became heroes. So... With confidence and boldness, they came out. Okay, now they got into the wilderness. They set off day three. They got to Mara. We saw it last time. They got to Mara. They said they were, they were thirsty. And they were, oh, this is water. They, they tried the water. It was bitter. That's why uh, we started seeing what was in their heart. As if that was not enough. At least, okay, Moses solved the problem. They went again. If you see Exodus 15, Exodus 16, they got to Elim. They said they were hungry. Hmm? And it started. What was in their hearts was coming out. God was watching. God was watching them. What was in their heart was coming out. So he said, what was in their hearts? What was in their heart? You know, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And uh, we read Deuteronomy chapter 8 now, 2 to 3. But when they got to uh, Mara, that is Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. And Elim, Exodus chapter 16. What was in their heart was coming out. They started complaining. In fact, they frustrated the grace out of Moses from that point. Thank God that the Bible described the man as a, the meekest man ever. I mean, by the time they finished with Moses, Moses was like, what? 
what is this god was like moses don't worry i want to show you the people that you are leading the people you are leading so that they too they will know you you too you will know them go and listen to <laughs> part one you know but you say you see that jesus even said, said the, the Bible did not commit himself because he multiplied uh bread huh jesus he healed the sick so everybody was excited jesus 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 was just like looking at them he did not commit himself because he knew what was in man. And so God was saying here in Deuteronomy chapter 8 that, you know what? I led you through those widows to humble you, to test you, so that I know what is in your heart. And I was telling that, that you know what? We, we need to be careful to, when they say, thou says the Lord, I will do this and this. You should be careful from that moment. And, you know, watch your steps. Watch everything that concerns you. Because you know what? The enemy as well will come and bring things. Before they realized, they were murmuring, talking. Hey, we were in Egypt. Hey, the Israelites were describing themselves as if they were rulers in Egypt. We were in Egypt. Ah, if you read Exodus chapter 16, you will see that. We were eating pot of meats. I mean, eh? If you didn't know that you would think that they were, I mean, assisting uh, Pharaoh doing something in the palace. You were slaves. And in fact, by, you, you even cry out to God because the Bible said that he heard their cry. And he came and delivered. Were, as if Moses, you, you took us from, I mean, our, our glorious moments and we still do it. And we still do it. So when we say, thou says the Lord. People of God, let's, I told us, that let's take responsibility. Be careful. Everything that proceeds out of us. Because what is in your heart? Is it doubt? Malice? Unforgiveness? What is in your heart? When they saw the signs and wonders, okay, yeah, Moses, now we trust you. You can take us. Let's go. Now there's no more signs and wonders. Okay, what is in your heart? In fact, these people, once upon a time, they saw the mountain shaking. They saw, because they were like, Moses, we are tired of you. Every day you go. Hire somewhere, come back and say, the Lord says so. And we want to see this God ourselves and hear this God. Moses said, no problem. Come, let's go. They went. When the Lord descended on the mountain, the Bible said that the mountain was shaking. There was thundering. The voice of the Lord. <laughs> they were like, okay, Moses, you know what? You go now, hear God and come and tell us. So they've seen. In fact, the Bible described that the elders, they dine with God. Hmm. Once upon a time, they dine with God. And after that, uh, Moses, God said that Moses, you come up on top of the mountain. Moses went on top of the mountain 40 days and days. He said that they went to Aaron and said that we don't even know this man that brought us from. They were calling him this man that brought us from Egypt. So make us a God. Oh, really? Uh-huh. What was in their heart was coming out. And we are not different from them. We are saying we are under the grace, isn't it? But we are not different. I told us last time that, you know, to transform us into the image of Christ. God God is leading us. God is, always, is working in us to, for that image to come through, to shine through us. To shine through us. What is in your heart? When you see the signs and wonders, then you are happy. God is with me. When God, you know, and little test comes and then, okay, where are you, God? Did you believe me? God was trying to, 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 to see. 
Did you really believe me for who I am, Elohim, when I, st you know, the great I am, I am that I am, Elohim, or the God of your fathers, or because you saw the signs and wonders, <laughs> or because you just want to come out of oppression of Egypt. In fact, okay, we believe. Let's just come out of this uh, hard work after all. And we do it. <clears throat> but before God will give it to you, God will say, that, okay, let me see. And all of that is also to prepare us for the promised land. To prepare us from the, for the promised land. Because when we have power, we can abuse it. I told us last time that the way they left Egypt in... Uh, Glory, boldness, arrogance, and everything. In fact, God has, they have to go through that time and leave things behind, Egypt behind, before they step into the promised land. So those things will happen for us or to us when we are, we think that, oh, it's just years of nothing happening. No, God is using those years for something. Can we still trust him in the absence of signs and wonders? Can we still remain faithful? Can we still trust him and know that he's, you know, what he say he is, he is Elohim. Can we still trust him? When it's like nothing is happening, can we still trust him? He wants to see what is in our heart. So because the Lord wants to know what, what is in their heart, he said he allows certain things to happen to them. He said, I allow certain, you know, allow certain things to happen to them. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's come back to that text. Meaning he could have prevented it. Because that's what he said. He could have prevented it. Verse 3. So he humbled you, allow you to hunger. Ah. So all that hunger and there was no food, God was watching. He knew. Don't forget that he designed the, the road for them. We, we, we concluded last time that he said he was leading. We thought they were just going round. The nations were thinking that, hey, you disobey your God. You are going round. Even in that disobedience, he was leading them. That's why we need to be careful. As long as you are a child of God. He was leading them. Ah, huh? Now suddenly we saw that. So he humbled you, allow you to hunger. So many he could have prevented it before they reached that uh when they were saying that, oh, we don't have food here. We used to eat meat. Meat will have been there. So God will have provided readily for them. But he said, no, I didn't do that. I allow you so that I know exactly. I just want to know what is in your heart. Not that I don't know. But I want you to bring it out so that when I say it, you don't say, you know what, we can, we can say that God, me, no, no. But no, God will allow you. You know, when Jesus told Peter, you Peter, you would deny me before the, 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 the cock, you would deny me. He said, me, me, no, I will not. Jesus did not say anything. Here we are. Before they could, the little girl could say, you, I, I know you somewhere. You look like you were with G. She couldn't even finish the set. Jesus, he was, she was, he, Peter was like, I'm like, here, you listen, girl, please, 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 I beg, I'm here for something. Don't even come and trouble me. No, I know you. You were with Jesus. Uh -uh. He denied three times before he could finish the sentence. <laughs> what God wanted him, the Lord wanted him to do it so that he can say that, I told you. So it's not because he, he knew, he knew already that he would do that. Mm -hmm. He could have kept quiet 
and watch him doing it at that time. But the Lord will sometimes will watch her carefully, you know, and you will sin. And so that you will know that you did it yourself. You gratify the flesh proper. <laughs> so that when he wants to talk, you know. So he allowed them to hunger. So that he will know what it was in their hearts. People of God, he allow us sometimes to go through certain things. Hunger is a craving for food, isn't it? It's defined as a feeling of discomfort or weakness caused by lack of food. And a desire to eat. People of God, sometimes the Lord will allow us to go through discomforts. He said, I allow you to go through hunger because he was after their hearts, their hearts. What really, what is inside their hearts? Our heart is precious to him. That's why, you know what, you can, I can come here and be doing all this. What is in my heart is important to God. He is watching. He knows exactly what is in, and he's, he, he, he deal with us according to what is here. The hearts. The hearts. Food is just discomfort, but temporary. So sometimes the law allow us to go through some discomfort, like I was saying, uncomfortable situations that pushes us to the limits just to see what we will do. He allow. He doesn't bring it, but he will allow it. It does not mean that he will bring the thing. No, no, no. But he does allow it. That's the difference. Uh-huh. It's a character building exercise, I will say. <laughs> a character building exercise to transform us, to work in us. So hunger can cause people to do things and reveal their true personality, isn't it? Yeah, hunger, discomfort, desire to eat. Esau was hungry. This guy was coming from the farm. He was hungry. And he said, oh, I'm dying. Who says so? You left home, went to the farm and came, and then suddenly, because of, you are dying. Who, who, who was the medical doctor that pronounced that? He diagnosed himself straight away and did it and said, I'm dying. Okay. And we know what follows. He, by the time they, 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 they he could blink his eye, he sold even his birthright. Abraham was hungry in famine and he gave his wife away. The Israelites were hungry. Like I said, they frustrated the grace out of Moses. But the Lord said, I allow that to happen to you. To teach you something. To teach you something. So in this year of turn around that we are talking about, when we listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is teaching us in this place, we are, you know, He's teaching us to be ready to possess our possession. He's teaching us because you know what? When the word of the Lord comes, the enemy too will come to trip. The enemy comes to trip. The enemy comes straight away to cause you to lose it. So he will do something to, you know, for you to, um, um, what will I say? Let me be careful. To, to yeah, to, to provoke God. Yes. To provoke God, to sin against God. That is the perfect one that I want. To sin against God. So let's be careful. I'm saying it again. Because in all that, God wants to teach us something, some valuable things that I want to bring out today. 
valuable things. He said that, you know, I allow you, I allow you to hunger, to go through hunger and all of that to teach you that man shall not live by bread alone. By bread alone. Does he mean that he wants them to be fasting all the time? No. Obviously, you will understand. That's God. So, you go from here. Say that pastor said that um, we should not. God said we shouldn't be eating. So, when you are hungry, then you fast. No. 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 Because if you do that, we will come and feed you ourselves. No. Man shall not live by bread alone. Bread is temporary. Bread is food. You know, that's why you eat in the morning and yet in the evening you still want to eat. You know, you eat in the evening, you wake up, you still want to eat. It's just a temporary thing that doesn't last, but give us only temporal satisfaction. But how many times do we long for it? And Ecclesiastes chapter 2, I was studying Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Solomon said that I have acquired everything. I mean, he said that I did not deny my eyes its desires. For my heart or whatever my heart wanted, I give my heart. I acquire servants. I acquire fruit, vineyards and flocks and things, possession, a lot of things. I gratify my, my flesh. I mean, everything that I wanted. Only to just realize, that is in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, if you read 11. Only to realize that was the conclusion. That all was vanity and grasping for the wind. All was vanity and gasping for the wind. So it did not satisfy him. But how many times we long after when I was reading, I said, hey, Solomon, me, I'm, I, I want your, your, a bit of your, your things that you are saying that a grasping of wind. I want it. Who does not want Solomon's wealth? We want Solomon's wealth, Solomon's wisdom. Solomon said that, you know what? I did all that I could do. I did it. I, I mean, when I sit down today and I said, okay, I want to fly to, um, what? Moldova, Moldova, I think that's the destination now. Well, I just get in one of my jets and I go. Yeah. And I'm here. I want to eat caviar. Oh, like this. It will come. He said he he did everything and just realized that it's just the grasping of wind. Meaning that food is temporary, bread is temporary. It's not something that is lasting. But God wanted to teach them beyond that. Beyond that. So God said that well, when you wanted bread, when you when you hunger and you wanted the meats and everything. Oh, I like God. God is so funny. Let's come to the book of Deuteronomy again. <laughs> come, let's read chapter, uh, verse 3. Chapter 8, verse 3. I like God. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know. Hey, nor did your fathers know. <laughs> that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, <laughs> but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Oh, so he didn't even give them something that they know. At least they are hungry, you know. He said that I gave you something that you didn't even know about. In fact, if you even call your grandfather and say that, what is it? They will tell you we don't know. And that is what manner is. They look at it it's like, what is this? It's like, God, what I want, this is not what you are giving me. Mm -hmm. But seriously, children of God, we go through those moments. Mm -hmm. You are like... But this is, you spoke to me that this is what you are going to do in my life. But this is not what I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now. This is not what is happening in my life right now. 
It's it's the contrary. In fact, sometimes it can even be the opposite. I mean, the, it doesn't even look like the promise. It doesn't even look like the promise. But he was doing it for a purpose. For a purpose. He said that, I gave you manna. You wanted food. I didn't give you cucumber that you know in, in, in Egypt. I didn't give you the melon that you said uh, you were missing or the garlic they said you were missing. I don't even know how you, they can even miss garlic. I don't even know for them how they used to eat it those days. I don't know. I didn't give you the meats that you, you said you, you, you missed. No. I gave you manna. You don't even know it. All of that for a reason. All of that for a reason. God does that, you know. It's just, but they need the manna. So God will give you what you need. Sometimes. He will give you what you need, but not what you want. Does it mean that he doesn't want to give us the desire of our heart? No. The scripture said that, you know, you delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desire of your heart. But then, there is a season for that as well. When you have passed the test. When you have passed the test. When you pass the test, he will give you that which you desire. But he wants to teach us something better. Better, which is what? Living by the word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. He said, you know what? There is more to life than this food, 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 food that you want. I want to teach you something else. That you know what? You need to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Bread is temporal. Food is temporal. But the word of the Lord is eternal. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The effort, the everything will pass by your word will remain. It will be there. Settled forever. He said that that is what I'm trying to teach you. Because by the word of the Lord, you can produce that bread. Hallelujah. Is that not better? By the, when you master the word, you know, this bread that you want, this test and hunger that you, you will be able to produce it yourself. And I want to teach you that before you reach the promised land. I want to give you that before you reach the promised land, before you see the fulfillment of your promise. I want to use the, I want to use the, the, the in between that gap to teach you these virtues, to teach you this truth. Because what? The Lord Himself created everything by the word of the Lord, by the word of His mouth, isn't it? He came and He showed up on the scene and said that let there be light. I like that. Let there be light. And the Bible says, well, darkness, you know, just vanish. <laughs> Let there be light. They look for darkness. Where are you? Because darkness, don't forget, darkness was ruling at that time. Darkness was, the, the, the you know, the king of the time there. was ruling. I mean, nobody could talk. Uh -huh. And see, somebody said that, what? Go look and say, what? Darkness. And say that, let there be light. Darkness, where are you? Darkness retreated and gave way. In fact, by the time God spoke that light came, the Bible said what? The earth that was without form and, and, and you know, was void. Everything began to take shape. Mm -hmm. There was shape straight mm -hmm. away. So God wanted to teach them something valuable, something more uh, 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 profound for their journey. Because you will need it. He said that even your, your, your shoes... Your garments, they were still there. Wanted to, because it's the word of God that was uh, uh, um, holding those things. And they didn't know. They didn't know that it was the word of God that brought them out of Egypt. No. Because it's the word. He said, go to uh, uh, Pharaoh. 
tell Pharaoh, let my people go. So they went and they were repeating the word of God. But they didn't, they didn't understand. So he wanted to teach them. God wants to teach us that we need to live by the word. Because he created everything by the word of his mouth. Hallelujah. The same thing he's doing for us as well. Because by the word, people of God, the Bible tells us in John chapter 1. That he is the word. And by him things were made that were not made. I like that. Things were made. And without him nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1 verse 3. The word of God. So when you have the word of God, you can produce whatever. You can speak the word. You can speak. In fact, the generation that entered the, um, the Canaan, before they even got to the borders of Canaan, the Bible says that they were eating the fruit of the land, things that they did not plant it for. And the Lord spoke that for them. He spoke that to them long ago. Things that they didn't plant, they did not plant. They were eating it. They were eating the fruit of not their labor. No. Or somebody's labor by the word hallelujah by the word by the word you can bring the food by the word you can produce it by the word you can create it so he said that you know what i allow you to hunger so that i will teach you that's why when jesus um satan uh, met jesus you know that's the same thing he he, he did he did he said that oh tell this stone to be uh, uh to become food so he knew that Jesus had the ability mm -hmm. and there is a possibility for the stones to be turned into food. Mm -hmm. But for which, but what, what would be the cause? Mm -hmm. It's just that Jesus said, let me prove a point here. That's all. But it's not lasting. Food is not lasting. It will be a grasping of wind. There is something more eternal, valuable. I came to fulfill my destiny here. Jesus was trying to say, I, you know, I shall not live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds out of them. And what is the word for me is, I came to redeem the, 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 the lost. I came to save the lost. I came to redeem this world. So I'm not going to abide by a temporary thing here. No, I have to pursue my eternal purpose that I came for. I have to pursue that. So Satan, get it behind me. I'm not going to do this. Not because he couldn't know it. But he understood mm -hmm. the principle. Mm -hmm. He understood it. And so we need to understand it before we get to that turn around. Because by the time you get there, you are going to speak the turn around, people of God. The turn around is going to come because you are going to be praying and saying it and declaring the word and declaring the word, not relying on the food, on the bread, but on the word. And then there you hear it. You dwell on this mountain for long. Turn around. Hallelujah. Amen. You remain on this mountain for so long. Turn around. 